It's officially Marketing a Talk, Marketing a Clock's roundtable discussion show. Join us as we dive deep into a specific digital marketing topic. Don't forget, you can catch our famous Friday news show each and every, you guessed it, Friday morning at youtube.marketingaclock.com or wherever you consume your podcast. Hey there, I'm Greg Finn, and it is officially Marketing a Talk. Thanks for joining us for this special episode. We have some of the best and the brightest in PPC here to tell you how to max your performance max. And with me today, we have Chris Ridley, a PPC specialist at Evoluted. Chris, thanks for joining oh, us. Did I, did I get the Evoluted right? Is that how you say it? You did. Or did I, did did. I evolve it into a different word? Okay. Evoluted. Thanks, Chris. It's an honor to have you here. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. A long-time listener, so I'm happy to be on the show. All right. We also have Christine Zernheld, a.k.a. Shep, the normal host of Marketing Clock and a digital marketing manager here at Cypress North. Welcome, Christine, a.k.a. Hi. Shep. Thank you. The best, the brightest in me. <laughs> and last but not least, Menachem Ani is here with us today, and he is the founder of the JXT Group. Welcome, Menachem. Thank you. Thank you. It's, it's an honor to be here. Pleasure to be on it. All right. We are so glad to have you all. And at first, we are going to start with Performance Max 101. And just before we get into it, a quick note, Performance Max is a brand new type of a structure of a campaign with Google. And there's going to be a lot more coming. I am imagining with Google Marketing Live, there's going to be a lot more. So if you subscribe on YouTube, your favorite podcast player, you will be in touch with anything else that happens after the show. And we'll probably have a marketing, a talk around the Google marketing live as well. So please subscribe so that you get the most up-to-date information. And Chris, can you give a quick explanation of what performance max is and where would a performance max campaign run if you launch one? Yeah, Greg. So uh, a performance max campaign, as I explained to my clients, is kind of like an all-in-one campaign where you can do your shopping ads, your search, your display, your discover, even Gmail, all through it, and even your local. And it appears everywhere, really. It appears on Google SERP. It appears on the shopping tab. It even appears on other websites that run the display ads. You know, So you can't get away from it, really. <laughs> all right. And... Manaham, what are the specific assets that you need to run a Performance Max campaign? Sure. So like Chris said, you know, the Performance Max campaigns will run through a lot of different types. So you'll see those ads on all these different places. And so you've got to set up the assets in order to show up in each of the different placements. So you'll create as part of the campaign creation process, you'll want to upload images, attach YouTube videos insert your headlines, descriptions in a very similar way to, to what you would do when creating responsive search or responsive display ads. Additionally, Are... it'll also populate product information from your Google Merchant Center data feed if you're running e-commerce ads. All right. Yeah. So it's sort of, it's one of those trust the process, trust the machine learning. You put in all the different points and Google is going to make a Franken ad for you, correct? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All and right. Then, yeah. One of the things I, I tell people to keep in mind is that if you don't upload a video as part of the, the, the asset group, the system will automatically create videos. 
So you want to try to get ahead of that by making sure you upload video assets as well. Yeah, when they say it's going to show up on Discover, Gmail, and YouTube, they're not kidding. Like they're going to do whatever it takes to get there, whether or not you exactly. have the assets. So It'll be everywhere. That's a great point. And we've got a ton of tips and tactics as well um, coming on how to get the most out of your campaigns. All right. And Shep, what information can you actually feed into the PMAX system? Like how do you actually target something with Performance Max? So as far as targeting goes, the short answer is you don't target at all. Um, with Performance Max, they have these things called audience signals, and those are part of the asset groups that Manahan was just talking about, where you're adding it for the campaign, and they look just like all the audiences that you can target in your search or display or discover campaigns elsewhere, but they're not actually targeting them at all. It's more of just like a hint, I guess, is a good way to explain it. And I've been trying to find a technical definition for this in Google ads. So funny story, I couldn't find anything in the help center. It's just like use audience signals to feed automation. Then I found this notification in the platform. It says guide automation with an audience signal. An audience signal is how you tell performance max who's mostly likely to convert. A, a signal can include your data um, or a custom segment. Performance max uses your signals to look for new people with similar or stronger intent to find conversions across search display videos and more. So then there's this button, learn more. You press it, nothing happens. <laughs> all right. So that's really all the information we have about it is you can give them these audience signals. They sell, it helps it ramp up faster, but they can go beyond it. Like Chris was actually on Twitter last week. We talked about this on the show. And he said, has, has they, have they provided clarity on whether this is an observation audience or a targeting audience? Because that's how we've defined audiences in the past. And that's what would make sense for Google ads. And they have no documentation on this. And it's kind of like, LOL, it's neither. And Jenny responded and said, they're just used for optimization to help jumpstart the machine learning. Without them, ramp up will take longer. So basically I put them in to make myself feel better. And even when I've had them not um, performance max campaigns not work in the past, I'll try another audience signal strategy, but really I, I don't know what they do. And even worse, there's no exclusion. So you can't add any kind of an exclu exclusion for your current customers or remarketing if you don't want this to run on remarketing. So there's really no targeting. <laughs> okay, so it sounds like, like it's a hint. So would you say if somebody put in a remarketing list of, of website visitors to be the hint, you can say with confidence that that would not be remarketing. It would not be remarketing. Absolutely. But because they say using that signal. So just everybody out there, if you're yeah. thinking you can use this for remarketing, this is not a remarketing tool, but you can use a remarketing list to guide the tool. Yes. Correct? And they can find, they can try to find those people or people similar to those people, or just not, you know, go beyond that. There's, it's very murky. Right. Like I, in my experience, it will have some level of retargeting built into it, but you just, you can't isolate it and specifically do retargeting. It's kind of like an all in one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm pretty sure Kirk Williams mentioned on Twitter that he actually noticed that people not on his re remarketing list were getting the emails, uh, in Gmail ads, and he got emails from them asking him to stop targeting them. So it was a real breach of, in the UK and the EU would be GDPR if that mm -hmm. was happening. Right. Because they would think he was retargeting. Yeah. Exactly. Because you can't, and we're going to get into a bunch more tips because you can't exclude people that have opted out of your email list 
but you have to show on email ads. This might not be for everybody. This is, this is, you have to, you have to settle a lot with performance max. <laughs> I would say like, there's a lot of, of give and take with it. And you, you don't really, you're, you're the one giving, you're the one and Google's the one taking essentially, <laughs> at least in my mind. Um, so does that make sense? Is there anything that we can add to help folks understand what performance max is before we get into like all the different variations? I think you pretty much covered it that, you know, the primary idea and the way I explain it to clients is you want to try to set it up with as many assets and audience signals as possible and give the system the right signals to just let it do its thing. Great. Great. Okay. And so now we're going to go on to our second section here. The many faces of PMAX, shopping, local, and regular. And I'm just going to go off on a little diatribe here because Google is historically awful about naming products and performance max is up there as being one of the most confusing names because it is going to do so much in the way. And just saying something is maximizing performance then should people not do the other ones? It's a bad name. And then it operates differently, in my opinion, we'll get into it from shopping versus search. We're going to talk about that. So there's a lot of different flavors of performance max and shopping operates differently than search as will local, which we'll, we'll, we'll see here. So I just think it sounds literally like it's a, a California bro trying to sell you ad services saying hey, it's PMAG, max it all out. Um, so again, their regular ads is what we'll call them in what you might see with RSAs or uh, RDAs, right? Um, and then there's, a, you can use Performance Max in conjunction with a shopping feed from your Merchant Center account. Um, and then there will be local campaigns will reside. Everything is moving local to Performance Max. We don't have a time, but um, smart shopping and local is going to be upgraded to PMAX in 2022. We'll probably hear more about that in May. So stay tuned um, and subscribe but we don't know when it's coming. So all that said, let's talk about e-commerce first. Is there anything advertisers need to keep in mind when using Performance Max for e-commerce, Manaham? Yeah, so the there are a couple of things to keep in mind. Performance Max campaigns as, as the next evolutionary step of smart shopping takes precedence over standard shopping campaigns. So if you're activating a performance max campaign, your other shopping campaigns will stop displaying. So it's important to keep that in mind. But on top of that, being that it also has search and other components rolled into it, it will supersede your, your search campaigns for everything except for very specific exact match. And so your account can likely underspend, especially while the performance max campaigns are ramping up or going through a learning phase. So that, that's one important thing to keep in mind. Something else to keep in mind is that since you don't have a lot of control over the campaign itself and the targeting, especially for your Google shopping and e-commerce type of performance max campaigns, you'll want to make sure to, your data feed is fully optimized within Google Merchant Center. To spend that extra time is more important than ever to, to, to make sure that your feed will show up for all the right keywords as, as it relates to your product data feed. Awesome. Awesome. And Chris, can you expand how Performance Max plays with standard and smart shopping? I know Manaham touched on it, but do you recommend running them both in the same account? Personally, for me, I would recommend keeping them running. Um, just like uh, Menahem said, they do. Uh, it is superseded by Performance Max, but I like to keep them running anyway, just so if the Performance Max budget runs out or if it 
can't get any more impressions for some reason. At least you've got the others as a safety net to capture any traffic. Um, it's also great if you do need to turn off your performance max for whatever reason, say it's not generating the results you want. At least you have the other shopping campaigns there ready to swoop in and start running again. Great. Yeah. And I've, I've seen, again, some, some horror stories as well in my, my accounts where if you have performance max on, even if it's a, a lower budget um, amount, right, you can't use it from a layering standpoint. You can't say I've got these shopping campaigns and running this at the same exact time for these, these terms. Um, I've just seen it. It really eat up the standard shopping is, is its priority level. Yeah, and I've seen the same with search as well, is that if you have the performance max campaign activated, even once that budget is fully depleted, the search campaigns won't show unless you've got the exact match keyword. So it won't show for phrase match or broad match or anything. So it can cause the, the account to severely underspend. And it's something you got to be aware of. Yeah. So don't like in, I think the, the golden triangle that Google calls the broad match plus the RSAs plus the smart bidding I think people are looking at that and, and seeing good results, layering that on top of, you know, some of the, maybe it's phrase and exact match um, campaigns. So Manaham, you would say, would you say that the, the golden triangle you can layer and Pmax you wouldn't layer? Is that sort of what you're sa saying? From, from what I've seen is that performance max works better in accounts where you don't have search or other things that it can cannibalize from. Um, so primarily like shopping heavier campaigns, but uh, something else you could do is just kind of structure it where you have only certain products or certain segments in the performance camp max campaign so that other things can run through the other campaigns. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great point. We, we, for that one account, we were thinking about on hours and off hours where in off hours, we might have performance max and on hours, right. we might not. So just use with your own caution and really keep an eye on it. Um, all right. No, and that's then look. Great that's a great uh, approach to it, really. Um, I know that during a PPC chat a couple of weeks ago, Ginny Marvin mentioned about separating product feeds. So if you are going to run uh, Performance Max, make sure it has a different shopping feed to what your shopping campaigns has. Uh, but I really like the out-of-hours, in-hours approach as well. That's really good growth. Yeah, right. another interesting approach would be for campaigns that make sense is to geographically target different locations with Performance Max just to see how it does or what it does to your campaigns. But that definitely could be interesting. Fantastic. And local campaigns will also be going away and being upgraded, we'll call it, to performance max. Um, Chris, what are your, your initial thoughts on this? Well, I don't use local campaigns super often. I'm not really happy with this change in general, to be honest. Just the same with the shopping, uh, smart shopping campaigns. Uh, the fact that they're going to be turning, I think we've got estimates of around October this year. Um, that isn't, you know, a lot of time for us to actually understand what Performance Max does in terms of the local campaign size, uh, especially as local campaigns, they're designed for a specific goal, you know, and the placement of the ads are crucial in terms of local campaigns. And with Performance Max, you have no control over placement. Google's just thrown out everywhere, wherever it thinks it will get performance. And for local campaigns, that's not what you want. You kind of want to target, make sure you reach people when they are thinking about you know, using a local service. Um, so yeah, I'm not a big fan of it. Agree, agree. I agree. Yeah, I think it sounds scary. Yeah, <laughs> it sounds scarier for local 
But the one good thing was we found out on the show a couple of weeks ago, because we don't do a lot of local either, that you can't have an ad schedule for a local campaign, which was mind blowing to me. Like that makes absolutely no sense. And I know you can with performance max. So I think that's the one good thing. And people should set those up if they're migrating to know that they can use the ad schedule. Absolutely. And, and speaking of um, the way that things operate differently, Shep, Menahem talked about it quick, but how does Performance Max compare to somebody that's only run, let's say, search campaigns or search and display campaigns if there's anyone out there that was running those? Yeah, so it doesn't get any less complicated combining it with search. So these do run at search, but you cannot add any keywords. It's just like shopping. It's going to use machine learning to match your ads. Um, two queries based on what's on the landing page or whatever else it wants to use. So you may be wondering about negative keywords that there are some tricks where you can do that. And I think we're going to get to that in a little bit, but no actual keywords to target. So the big question with this is if you have other search campaigns running, is it going to steal that traffic? Are you going to be bidding against yourself? How is that going to work together? And basically there's been a lot of back and forth on this, but what it comes down to is if your keyword is an identical match the traffic would go to the search campaign for that keyword, not for performance max. So that is identical match, not to be confused with exact match or any of the other match types. So identical match is defined by Google as um, basically when something actually identically matches, like what you think exact match would be, what they put into the search bar. And that also can include spell corrected terms. For the record, it's not technically <laughs> an identical match. That's not something that you can use as a match type. No. It's when the term matches identically. It's like the the nomenclature that's used is so silly. But if you're out there looking for like an identical match, it doesn't exist. It's just if the exact match term you have is identical, because exact doesn't mean anything anymore because of the way that Google Ads looks at it. But if it matches identically to the query, it's an identical term. Yeah. And then if it says showing results for at the top, that's what they consider at the top of the Google search results. That's what they consider that spell corrected term. So that could also go to your regular search campaign if they match. So regardless of the match type, if it's broad, phrase, or exact, if it exact if it is identical matching to what is in your search campaign, it's going to go to your search campaign, not to Pmax. And then after that, Jenny said in a tweet that it's going to be determined by ad rank. So we just added basically another match type, but it's not another match type that people have to learn. And it made everything more confusing. <laughs> It's like, no, identically matching the query should be exact. Like yeah. that is what, what <laughs> literally what the word exact means. It wasn't confusing enough beforehand. I know. <laughs> Trying to train people in this is is unbelievable. Like just the ins and outs of, of words that have no meaning, you know? Um, okay. So it seems like there's a lot of ways that this may impact your campaigns currently. And I think one of the big takeaways and Manaham, I think, I think you've, I really look up to the way that you approach testing on Twitter, at least you're always like, let's give it a try. And I feel like you're the one person that like sees something new and it's like, all right, let's go, let's try it. Well, yeah, so it's, it's because I've, I've been doing it so long and I realized that the system is just going to move forward. So if you don't move forward with it, you're just going to get left behind. So the earlier you are to test it, the, the faster along you can move and, and take your clients with it. Absolutely. I feel like, so I feel like in, in the future, this is, the only campaign type that will be available. So let's get to it. You just broke the hearts of all of us. <laughs> <out there. laughs> it's, not, it's not necessarily what I want. It's just that's the natural progression is, is more towards the intent behind the keyword and not the actual keyword itself. 
Absolutely. So the machine's moving forward, move forward with it, but do it cautiously and make sure exactly. it's not cannibalizing what yes, we yes, still yes. have today. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. New section here. This is where we're going to give some tips and tricks. There's not a ton that can be done with performance maxes when we get into, but we've got everything I think that, that can be done in this segment called strategy max, where we're going to max your P max campaigns. So I'm going to ask each person to give a tip on something that can be done to help get more value out of your performance max campaigns. All right, Chris, what do you have for us? My first tip is actually stealing from your playbook, which is taking a static image and using a platform like Canva or some other platform to turn it into a 10 second static video uh, and use that as a video asset within your performance max campaign to prevent one of the terrible uh, slideshows that Google ads will create for you instead. Uh, I've actually used animations and I've actually started trialing uh, audio to it as well and like voiceovers just to add those extra layers to it uh, to see how well that improves performance as well. That's a good one. Yeah, that's great. And, and many people, they get caught up on that video aspect of it. And, and a lot of times you like people are so quick to get to the no. Um, but like, how do you get to the, the yes? And that's a great example. Like, how do you even just do a little bit of visual, you know, um, um, creativity to it? If you've got images, you can cut them up. You can do, you know, some parallax stuff. You have options. And, you know, there's plenty of, of folks that you can uh, contract out. I'm sure you can contact anybody here. Um, and, and yeah, just figure out ways to test it. You know what I mean? It's easy easy to not do it, but we're here to, to, to get you to test it. Um, okay, shop. Okay, my favorite tip is I just think it's really, really important to assign value so Google knows what conversions to optimize for, what conversions are the most valuable for your business. So lead gen on these is really, really hard because a spammy form submission is still a form submission to Pmax. So if you can import qualified leads for your CRM you from your CRM, you should definitely do that. So it knows to go for those sales qualified leads or whatever your qualified lead status is. And also don't forget about those new conversion value rules that came out this year in Google ads. So for lead gen, you can't exclude mobile for Pmax, but you can use those value rules to tell Google that desktop conversions are worth more for your business. And that's going to help if you're using ROAS bidding for these. And then you can also use those um, value rules for geographic location or for any audience. So again, you can't target any specific audiences, but you can say traffic from this audience is more valuable for me. That conversion is more valuable for me. And that's really going to help you if you're doing any kind of ROAS bidding so they don't go against those late weight spammy conversions. Yeah, that's that's phenomenal. Manaham, any tips that you've got on Pmax? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so what we're finding is like performance max is you know very much like any automated bid strategy with Google. It needs data to run. And to, you know they're able to do more with less conversion data nowadays. But at the same time, what I've found is sometimes it's better to launch the campaign with no specific target, just let the system go collect data for a couple of weeks and then start moving towards your target ROAS or your target CPA and just move there incrementally over time because it, it's it's kind of easier to, to scale up a campaign in that direction as opposed to starting with too strong of a bid and the system is just afraid to spend and, and get there. Yeah. And if you, if you go with too, too, too conservative of a, a, a you know, target CPA, what, what might happen? You know, what would you see in your accounts? So it, it just typically won't spend. 
if it doesn't think it can hit your goals. So even if it's temporary, let it spend a little bit, let it get going. Even though they say they've got all the data they need might not be accurate. (laughs) Yeah. And it does look at, you know, the the account level. So if you're in an existing account with tons of pixels, conversion data, it's, it's probably a lot easier to get a campaign going as opposed to a newer account where it doesn't have any data, even on the account level. All right. And back to Chris, any other tips for us? Yeah, so if you're running performance max campaigns in an account with other types of campaigns in it, I would think twice before launching a performance max campaign within an e-commerce account. And I'd think thrice before doing it in a lead gen. Uh, with e-commerce, you can see it steal all the traffic from all the other campaign types you've had, as we've already mentioned before. But in the lead gen, as Shep mentioned, you know, if your form isn't like good enough to actually catch the spam before they convert you can see your crm system just filled with spammy leads and that's just going to cost you and if you're not using conversion values google's going to think it's doing the right thing it's just going to keep spending you know so definitely think twice before using it for e-commerce and think three times before using it for lead gen all right and back to you shep any more tips for us yeah i have a couple so One thing we haven't talked about with this yet is final URL expansion. So when you're setting up your asset groups and your ads, um, you can put in a URL for your landing page, but if you have this final URL expansion setting on, it's in your settings and it's default to on, Google can send traffic anywhere on your site. So just be aware of that. And um, if you do have final URL expansion on, you can add exclusions and say, I don't want people to go to certain pages. And then you can also turn it off entirely and say, you only want traffic to go to this one page. Um, So it's just definitely something people should be aware of if they want it on or not. And then I have one more if nobody else does. (laughs) We haven't talked about negative keywords yet. Um, This is kind of a sneaky thing, just like with shopping, but you, it doesn't look like you can use negative keywords when you're in the platform, but if you have a good Google rep, um, you can actually get negative keywords added. So a lot of people want to add negatives for their brand name. So they're not cannibalizing on that traffic. Um, and we just heard in our discord community from Quentin at unbound.nz, he talked to a rep. So this is still, you never know what the reps know. So this isn't like confirmed. This isn't from Jenny. Um, but they, it says they can be added by an account manager, Um, The UI accepts negative keywords of all types for performance max, but certain types only apply to certain networks. So search and shopping honor exact broad or phrase and display in YouTube are only honoring exact. And then he also said there's a limit of a thousand keywords. Um, But just don't think you can't have negative keywords just because you don't see them in there. You can have them. Yep. And And if you, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, just to add on to that, in my experience, the Google reps, technically don't want to add anything that's not for brand safety. They really only want to add negatives for, for brand safety, but I think ultimately they can add whatever you need to add. Yeah. So really the tip is finding a good rep, I guess. Yes. Advocate for yourself. (laughs) Okay. And now on to what I'd like to call performance min, the reporting section for performance max campaigns And one thing that you'll have to live with when you do test these new campaign styles out is a lack of reporting. So Menachem, what can you see with Pmax reporting? So it definitely is very much a black box, like with smart shopping. 
um, it's difficult to see performance breakdowns like bike placements or anything like that. You could see reporting by your product groups or, or brand custom labels, things of that nature, but that's only as it relates to the part of your ads that are using info from your data feed. What I like to do is I like to look at the overview tab just to, to get a breakdown of the overall trend line of the spend, the traffic conversions over a rolling time period of 7 to 14, 30 days, just to see kind of how it fluctuates. And then, you know, when looking at the breakdown under listing groups, which you can kind of see like how much of your spend is related to product data feed, it's not necessarily just shopping, but it's it's any ad unit that uses the data feed. So it just helps to give you a better understanding of what kind of ads are showing up, but it, it definitely is very much a black box and with limited visibility. All right, and, and Chris, have you seen this lack of reporting to be a problem with your clients? Yeah, I have. Look, luckily, I've got a few clients who are happy to spend in Performance Max, and by doing so, you actually get some insightful widgets in the Insight tab, uh, which I've recently rolled out to all campaign types. Um, and in here, you can see what uh, search topics you're appearing for with some examples. It also tells you if it's increasing week on week in terms of a trend as well in search volume. Um, and these are good, uh, but they're only really just you know, at the tip of the iceberg in terms of the data that you have. Uh, so a big thing you have to kind of do is educate your client and educate your stakeholders about what you can see in Performance Max and what you can do. And this is where the having a good Google Ads rep who can put those negative keywords, that's where they kind of show their value because they can actually negate any of those terms that aren't suitable for you or damaging your brand. So, yeah. Great. And Shep, anything to add on Pmax reporting for us? So when I heard there wasn't any reporting, I kind of didn't believe them. And I basically tried to go in like GA and in the platform and build custom reports and see if there's anything I could find. And it's pretty accurate that there's almost nothing. Like you're not going to see any keywords even in GA, um, which is a real bummer. But I did find a little hack. You could add your video as an unlisted video on YouTube. And if you make sure nobody else sees it, you can kind of use the analytics there to see how many views it's getting or how long people are watching. Um, so that's a little sneaky thing. And then you can actually see device information in GA if you filter your reports correctly. So um, for those lead gen campaigns I was talking about that weren't working, you could see all the spammy form submissions were coming from mobile. Um, so it's not all lost, but there's not much out there. Well. In terms of reporting, I think one thing that's a hot topic and many folks have very strict brand safety guidelines. And so somebody with a, with a very tight brand safety initiative, would you say that they today could safely and confidently use Performance Max? Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's really hard. Um, I think the biggest problem is definitely that you don't have any of those audience exclusions. And like we were talking about with Gmail and if people are unsubscribing, you don't want to be in their inbox. You can't see placements of what sites you're on. So I think if you have a lot of brand safety concerns, it's definitely a really hard sell. And there is a new placements report that doesn't show clicks. It only shows impressions from the locations that your performance max has shown. And I don't think it's everything. And you can't, you can't negate them yet. It does seem like there's going to be a way at an account level that everything can be negated. But I'd, I'd agree. I'd, I'd say if you are have the utmost concern about brand safety, this is likely not the product for you. 
All right. And conclusion time here. So let's just have um, a a friendly, we we have a, a Google rep and we've taken them out to dinner and we need to convince them of some changes for Performance Max. So you're eating dinner. It's a fantastic dinner. We've got them. We've got them listening to us really well. What would you tell them would be the number one changes that you'd like to see for performance max campaigns? And we'll start with Shep this time. I'm going to circle back to what we were just talking about and say placement exclusions for compliance reasons. There are certain sites that I just really don't want my ads to show on certain YouTube channels. Some people might not want to be in Gmail because they do a lot of email marketing and they want to make sure that their ads aren't showing to anyone who's unsubscribed. So I think that for compliance reasons, it would be a lot easier to sell certain clients on this if they were able to negate where their ads are showing. So that would be my biggest request. All right. And Manaham. So I I think for me, as a marketer, I just love to have access to more data. I know this is not going to happen, but, you know, things like we've covered already, search terms, placements, audiences, what ads are performing, you know, uh, those are really the kind of things that can help drive overall strategy, even outside of performance max. So it'd be great to have that. You know, additionally, I think it would be great to add negative keywords directly within the account without needing a Google rep. You know, we're, while we're lucky to have one as at our agency, not everybody has one and they just don't have access to that feature. And I guess it's not meant to be available, but I think that's definitely something I would ask for. <laughs> All right. And Chris, anything, what would you try to convince this uh, fantastic rep to implement? If Shep and Menahem both fail, then I'd have to ask just for some um, exclusions <laughs> and control over the channels. I'd, I'd, I'd vote for them too first, but if we can't get placement and audiences or more data and more negatives, I'd have to ask us to be able to control what channels we appear on. So if you don't want to appear on display, you can turn off. I think that'd be great for local services as well if they're able to actually control that a bit more. So that would be my option. All right, fantastic. And what do you say, and we'll go start with you, Chris, to the many folks right now that are listening and aren't excited about Performance Max and they're on the fence. They don't know if they're gonna implement this within their accounts. What would you say to those people, Chris? If they're already using local campaigns or smart shopping campaigns, they don't have an option really. If Google's looking to sunset both of those options by the end of this year, you know what I recommend is just setting a small one up. You know, segment the the shopping list or whatever you're using your data. Even if you have to use two different accounts and make sure that they don't cross over, you know, do that and just see how that performs because you're not going to have an option in 2023 to not use it if you want your products showing. So, yeah. All right. And Manaham, what would you say to that person? So I'm really going to echo what what Chris said. I highly recommend giving it a shot. We've seen pretty strong performance across the board. It it doesn't see the same success in every account, but in, in many cases, it's really helped struggling accounts to find improved performance. And, you know, I would just highlight again, the important piece is just make sure your conversion tracking is configured properly because the system will go based off of what it sees as a conversion, but definitely worth testing. All right. And Shep, what would you say? I agree. 
not shocking. Give it a shot. I think it goes against everything you want as an advertiser to really give up all control almost of the campaign and placements. Um, and then to top it off, you don't get any data that even know you can see if it's converting, but you can't see where it's converting or keywords or anything like that. But it is working for a lot of people. And like Manoham said earlier, if you, this is the kind of stuff that Google's going for. So if you're not going to try it, you're going to get left behind. Um, so definitely give it a try. And with my clients, it's been kind of a fun, like thing we're figuring out together and like ongoing every day. Okay. It's not working. Let's try this. Um, and it's been like a fun experiment and it's kind of made me closer with some of my clients to just try something new together. Um, so I definitely recommend giving it a shot to echo everybody else. All right. And I'm going to jump in from the top ropes on on (laughs) one of the main features. I feel like y'all have said today quite well, run it try it, but don't grade it on its own scale. Look at performance max and look at the entire account health. I feel like that's one of the themes that everybody's been saying here. So as long as you're looking at the entire account, it's it's definitely worth a shot. All right. Our time here is done. I just want to give a big thank you, Menahem, Chris, and Shep for joining me. And let's go around. If anybody is looking for help, performance max, just to talk, anything at all, uh, Manaham, where can people get in touch with you and do you have anything coming up? Sure. Uh, we've got nothing coming up, but you can find me on, on Twitter, LinkedIn, or on our website, jxtgroup.com. We've been doing Google ads a long time. Definitely happy to talk and, and we're available. And he is a, a real one and give him a follow as well. Personally, Manaham Ani on Twitter, um, just an absolute uh, phenomenal follow. Thank you. And Chris, where can people find you? So you can find me on uh, Twitter at C underscore J underscore Ridley. And you can also find me on the Marketing O'Clock Discord. I'm fairly active in there, sharing whatever news or little tidbits of advice I see every day. So they're the best places to find me. All right. And also, are you, um, I heard you're doing oh, a God. talk on this as well. This is just warm up for, for <laughs> the main stage, right? Exactly. Yeah. So in August, I'll be doing a, a talk on Performance Max at a Sheffield DM is based in england and we'll be doing a youtube video of it afterwards uh, so i'll be sure to share it with the marketing o'clock discord so yeah awesome, awesome. and chap where can people hear more from you thank you chris for the discord shout out so if you want to join us and get all of chris's amazing tips in discord that is at community.marketingoclock.com i am also on twitter shep zernheld if you want to talk about real housewives or pmax i'm available <laughs> All right. Thank you all so much. Please go give them a follow. And it is officially not marketing a talk. If you're new here, we used to release these episodes monthly. We now do them whenever we feel like it. And you want to stick around because we're going to keep this updated. So when the new changes come out, there's going to be things that happen, like we mentioned before at Google Marketing Live. So please subscribe and we'll have more of these deep dive episodes along with our weekly Friday news shows that will always keep you up to date with everything that's happening. Thank you all very much. And we will see you in the future. Thank you.